in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. It is 12.06. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I want to welcome everybody in tuning in. Facebook Live, you want to check it out? We have a new backdrop for Facebook Live. Yes, we do. Folks, and it's the full Rhode Island. It is the face of the Democrat Party with the least popular governor in the country. And that iconic, and there it says, Rhode Island, the iconic um picture that was seen coast to coast showing the full Rhode Island. There it is. That is exactly right. T Mac, the face of the party in all her glory with the least popular governor in the entire go- uh, country who somehow who knew that the uh the Kennedy Irish Catholic New England mother Cads. I remember remember with um with uh Ted Kennedy when he was doing the the thing for John John Water. Just the way they speak, it's it's the Irish, I don't know what it is. It's kind of like the Baha ba Governor. I'm gonna play the commercial again. I wanna see if they're gonna um um bring her out for the the big uh you know greeting Biden. It'll be an elderly convention at the at the uh, at T at Hillsgrove for crying out loud. Can we still call it Green Airport, or do we have to go with the new name? Hey, I still call it Midland Mall. So hold your breath on one uh, coming around to whatever the new name is. None of it makes sense, right? The Providence Airport you land, obviously you're in Warwick, <coughs> and it shouldn't even be in Warwick anyway. They should have moved it to Quonset. They could have international flights if it was, in fact, if, if it was, um, if it wasn't Quonset, as a matter of fact. So, folks, but this portion of the program, 1208 on this uh, Biden Wednesday, <coughs> is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Now, listen, it is warm out, and I want to just check the, the um, latest temperature. You just heard the forecast for those that listen. Okay. So it is 90 degrees. Feels like 94. And it is going to rise as the afternoon goes on. Uh, The president better be right around 4 o'clock. It's going to be 92 degrees. And it's much uh, warmer on the tarmac. So Biden ought to be careful uh, about that. I mean, he has trouble if he has his bike falling on just, you know, 75 degree weather, let alone if it gets to be feels like 100. Brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Stop and see everything available. They're having a great season. Annuals, perennials, trees and shrubs, hanging pots, 10-inch, 12-inch moss baskets, hanging impatience, large selection of beautiful patio pots, vegetable plants and herbs, tropical mandevillas, hibiscus plants, screen loom mulch now available, pickup and delivery, mulch, dark piney black, hemlock, crushed stone, full scale nursery. They are, they're open seven days a week. Gift certificates are available. Look for them on Facebook. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Steve and Debbie and Junior and Byron. Well, folks, good afternoon, one and all. Again, um, thank you for the stars on Facebook. That is your way of showing that you appreciate the program. 
Uh, I want to encourage you to visit the website, dipetro.com. We have unique stories up. We were at the carjacking last night in Providence. That was um, a total. Uh, the shots fired, uh, truck knocked out the power. <coughs> you see those women that belong to the church right there were singing and celebrating that they weren't hit. But check out Tepetro.com, least popular governor in the country. He's right behind me on the screen. Governor McCreed in the big boy pants from Donnelly's. You have the video of the Providence carjacking. How about the murder in Exeter on Monday? I still can't get over that. And a lot more. The Rhode Island Motorcycle Gang is heating up. Tonight could be a big night with that. Uh, Folks, a lot more. Also, the FBI closing in on McKee. We have some footage of the FBI and a lot more. It's all at the website, dipetro.com. And don't forget, dipetro.com. And I want to thank, they're a terrific um, sponsor. Home Again Consignment. Stop in and see John. Governor Francis Shopping Center. Fine furniture, art, antiques, glassware, jewelry. He'll do an estate sale. Stop it and see John. They're open Tuesday through Saturday, 10 to 5, home again consignment. All right, I'm going to get to the um, the Tony Silva story. but um, And this is outrageous. He, no, he showed poor judgment. No, he broke the law. <clears throat> he broke the law. Very disappointing. You know, Silva has a couple of things. Number one, he's he's a former cop, right? He's the police chief of police in um, in Cumberland. Then he's the governor's chief of staff. Then the governor had to cut him loose. <coughs> Unless the governor's going to bring him back now. We forced him to resign. Um, no, I think he absolutely broke the law. Uh, but I want to just point to, you know, the media, they're all celebrating this new Governor McKee commercial. And I'm not trying to poke fun where he's, you know, having fun um, playing um, cards with, in fact, um, playing cards with his mother and i've been getting feedback from people like oh great the state's going to hell in a handbasket and the governor is uh you know playing cards no doubt cheating um playing cards with his you know high low jack um with um with with you know with his mother in in the kitchen so but this uh, this um uh, this story about Tony Silva, I'm going to play it, but I just want to play the commercial again because you will start to see it. Uh, Dan McGowan was mentioning, you know, you're going to start to see it on um, Wheel of Fortune or what have you, um, where there's the governor with everything going on and he's, he's playing uh, cards with his mother. Uh, in the kitchen, and she's got the sunglasses on. how you play your hand. We got Delta pandemic and delivered one of the nation's best economic recoveries. We got rid of the car tax. Finally. And we're upgrading affordable housing and passing gun safety laws that keep our families safe. Not bad for a year and a half. Not bad for a governor that lives with his mama. Now, they think that that is a home run, but I just can't get over the uh, mother... Cards. Ever since mom moved back in, we play cards. I even let him win sometimes. Cards. All right, again, again, I recognize not trying to make fun of the governor's mother. He's the one putting in a commercial. Where she has sunglasses on. Finally. And we're upgrading affordable housing and just passing gun safety laws that keep our families safe. Way of Maria and Irish Catholic. Not bad. Governor, oh, let's mother. 
McKee is like giggling in the commercial. So, <clears throat> again, folks, I just kind of find it comical. And I am anxious to see, you know, if they uh, wheel out the governor's mother now. And I think Dan McGowan pointed out a, um, a good point that they've kind of pushed Sabina Matos to the side. Right. Like notice she doesn't play <clears throat> when Matos, the lieutenant governor, gets out of Providence. Nobody. Right. Nobody cares about that. If anything, I think she's a detriment. I don't think she adds anything to him other than the ability he's trying to get Latino votes. So now he's always like got to have someone in the mix. So now they roll out the mother, <clears throat> maybe bring it to senior centers, what have you. So as the price of gas is over five dollars, as people, businesses can't find workers, as Biden is destroying the country, as Rhode Island is just blowing through all this money. The governor's like playing high-low jack in the kitchen with the mother. So that's how they're biding their time. All right, it's 12-14. But the Tony Silva thing, I am very disappointed on that. No, he did break the law. I'll, I'll read what Attorney General Peter Narona said. Um, and, and then we're going to have coverage next hour as Biden will land at, at TF Green. Who knows? This whole thing is a wasted trip. Everyone's all excited. But the, the whole thing is, is, is a wasted trip. For crying out loud, the fact that that he's even coming here to Massachusetts, you know, claiming he's going to cram uh, whatever climate change into uh, into legis- it's it's just it's not going to happen, folks. This portion of the John DePietro show is brought by J Perry Paving. Now, listen, it is hot today, uh, but it is going to start to cool off. J Perry Paving, high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service. 20 years experience, specialized commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, patios. They'll give you a free estimate for your property. It's letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them 401-732-1730. Thank you for the stars on Facebook. Folks, J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. Licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients' needs no matter how big, how small, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway. J. Perry Paving has your back. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. It's letter J, J. Perry Paving. Folks, again, um, good afternoon at 1216. Visit the website, dpetro.com, which is brought by the Senadale Revival. You know, I give Shane so much credit. Comfort food cocktails right there in North Providence, across from North Providence Town Hall. And next door is Stella Sweets, uh, delicious desserts. It's the Senadale Revival. Stop in 2025 Smith Street, North Providence. I love it there. You're going to love it. Delicious food, great drinks, great crowd. Senadale Revival, comfort food and cocktails. So I want to get to the um, Tony Silva thing. But, folks, let me, let me also just comment about Governor McKee. <coughs> he is um, the fact, I think, you know, we've had some high profile um, drunk driving incidents in Rhode Island, whether it's Matt Dennison or Olivia Passaretti, who was killed. And where I think, my opinion, where Governor McKee is just tone deaf is... Michael Sabatoni of the laborers, he's using him, as Dan McGowan said, a $100,000 TV buy. They're using ads with Sabatoni, and Sabatoni got nailed Sunday night. Not only were they for DUI, but also the journal reported also possible drugs in his system. So what I don't understand is 
absolutely he should be taken out of the spot. You know, Governor McKee, in all in all seriousness, as much as we're poking a little fun at the governor, but the the fact that he is tone deaf on drunk driving. I mean, there's definitely an epidemic of drunk driving in the state. There just is. And Governor McKee just won't acknowledge it. And as I've told you, you know, the General Assembly is basically controlled by uh, criminal defense attorneys, and they know their way in and out, and they could make it much more difficult in Rhode Island for drunk drivers to, um, you know, not be able to wig a lot of things because they do find ways. And it's kind of like they know a trap door. They know where it's built in. And think of the, you know, the the former speakers that are, you know, John Harwood will represent a drunk driving case. Bill Murphy will. There's no shame with this crowd. Mattiello will. It's it's really, really disgraceful. And I, I think it's terribly insulting. I've gotten to know the Denison family. Obviously, the Olivia's family. Her coming up on Friday, Olivia Passaretti would be turning 18 years old, and along with everything else that that guy was doing that night, he also was was even bragging he was going to drink and get behind the wheel. And here you have Sabatoni, you know, the real governor of the Labors, gets nailed on a DUI, and McKee doesn't think twice to remove him from any video or campaign. It's it's completely insulting. But I want to get to um, f- former McKee top aide acted lawfully but improperly in land deal. I just don't, um, I don't agree with this. And we'll talk with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, tomorrow. This is the Channel 12 story. Not illegal but improper. What's the difference? <clears throat> That's the message. Now, I do want to give credit to Attorney General Peter Rona released a very lengthy explanation on why he's not charging. And I think I disagree with it, but this has to do with former uh, chief of staff for Governor McKee, former chief of staff Tony Silva. That blew up last August and then in September. Tony Silva, who I actually liked him because he talks third person of breaking any bribery extortion laws when he lobbied for the development of the controversial wetlands. 22-page report accompanied by transcripts, emails, state police investigative files shows Nerona's team interviewed 19 people, concluded Silva's attempt to exert influence over the land deal failed to rise to the level of criminality, saying Rhode Island's bribery extortion laws require more. Gee, why do you think that is? Where are the laws made at the den of thieves at the state house? But the attorney general took aim at Silva. And his action, saying the former top eight exercised very poor judgment involving himself in a personal matter before a state regulatory agency while serving as a high ranking state official, whether he had official authority over that state agency or not. You know, little did we know behind the scenes, he was just like along for the ride, right? That this this came out before we knew about the ILO deal. And then resulted, I mean, his defense should be. When in Rome, right? I was just following Team McKee. They write, when high-ranking public officials like Silva, who by virtue of their public office is a voice of footprint, every day Rhode Islanders do not, seek to capitalize on their insider access. Rhode Islanders lose, Narona wrote. They lose because the regulatory playing field is no longer even. They lose because the professionalism of a government agency is threatened, and they lose because public confidence in government is undermined. Is there anyone listening right now at 1221 
that has any confidence in the administration of Governor McKee? The answer is no. That's why he's the least popular governor in the country. McKee spokesperson Andrea Palagi lauded the findings, saying the outcome should give Rhode Island his full confidence in how both the governor and DEM conduct state business. Wrong, Andrea. No, it doesn't. No, it does not. And I know your family is the ice cream shop or business in northern Rhode Island. <clears throat> See, that's an insult. No, we don't have full confidence. Narona didn't say what he was doing was right. He said what Silva was doing was improper. He's just saying it didn't exactly rise to the level of a crime. Another attorney general could have charged him. She writes, today, the attorney general confirmed what Governor McKee has said from the beginning. The governor had no involvement in the matter. No laws were broken. Additionally, the report confirms DEM followed their normal procedure and did the job properly. That's not what it says. This was the wetlands property owned by the Silva family, 45 Canning Street in Cumberland, town where Silva formerly served as police chief and McKee as mayor. Silva family trying to get permission from DEM, build a home on the land since 2017. The idea was met with fierce pushback from neighbors who feared development of the property, 93% wetlands, would exacerbate flooding issues in the area. Silva repeatedly said he gave up financial interest. Suddenly, the property was owned by his son. But the investigation shows he frequently contacted both DEM and Cumberland officials in an attempt to advance the process. In an interview with state police, DEM Director Terry Grace said Silva had been contacting him a lot. And he wanted to avoid those conversations. I was getting sick of getting the calls from Tony. All, all right, he told that's the God's honest truth. I want it out of it. I mean, it's one thing if somebody calls you and asks the status, you give them the status and they move on. It's another thing, call you again and again, want to know the status, want to get advice. Eventually, it looks like, hey, this isn't my job. Silva also lobbied town officials over multiple months. Seeing Governor McKee's, in his mind, because Silva is not being charged with the crime, he did nothing wrong. That's the way they operate. <coughs> in a text message dated... March 31st last year, one month after McKee took over, making Silva governor's chief of staff. Silva reached out for a meeting with Cumberland Mayor Jeff Mutter. The mayor later said the Canning Street property in the town was the subject of that meeting. If not entirely about Canning Street, it was the point of the conversation and dominated. In an interview with state police, Mutter told investigators he was uncomfortable with the meeting. He didn't think it was appropriate. I'm on the public dime. He's on the public dime. We're not talking about anything but a personal interest. <clears throat> Investigators noted that Mutter was concerned about the impact of saying no to the governor's chief of staff. Police also said they interviewed McKee and Janet Coy. Here's a shock. Both denied any knowledge of the involvement of it. That, 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 I don't believe that. McKee further stated that in no time he was asked by Silva to intercede on his behalf. He didn't have to. He was the governor's chief of staff, for crying out loud. Governor's mother. We play cards. What is this? Who knew that Ted Kennedy wanted to be governor again? See, that's all the, uh, yo, the, the, uh, the young Irishman still living with his mother. Mother. It's like, hello, mother, hello, father. Here we are in the cramp Granada. The governor was very clear to not contact anyone. At D. He didn't have to. To determine whether Silva violated the law. Nor owner examined whether it could prove beyond a reasonable doubt Silva bribed anyone. By offering something like money in exchange. Attorney General also looked at whether...
So we're extorted anyone. <clears throat> well, he's the governor's chief of staff. Under both legal lenses, Narona concluded Silva's actions failed to rise to the level of criminality, saying investigators found no evidence suggests Silva offered anything of value to secure DM approval. And because extortion requires a threat and an apparent ability to deliver on it, well, that's because the whistle got blown on him. Who knows? There could have been pushback. Nerona said state and local officials never felt threatened by Silva. Nerona also examined whether Silva violated the state's code of ethics. Focuses on whether high-ranking state officials have any conflicts of interest. Well, it's a total conflict. The attorney general ultimately agreed with the ethics commission, which had cleared Silva of any violations, saying the former top aide didn't have the authority over the agency. He was pushing it, though. The absence of authority dooms a criminal charge here. Inclusion of, in conclusion, Nerona said the findings all paint a picture of what many Rhode Islanders believe happens routinely. A government insider who, because of his position as lieutenant governor chief of staff, then governor chief of staff, was able to have the year of the top DM official and put his application on the radar screen. That is exactly what happened. The attorney general said the entire issue showed Silva exercised very poor judgment and he should have distanced himself from the matter. We come back to where we began. No laws were broken, says Dorona. But this debacle wasted plenty of government time, contributed to a reduction of the public faith in government, and an unhappy consequence for Rhode Island. The controversy led Silva family to announce they'd give up trying to develop the land, donated the property to the town. <clears throat> Cumberland Town showed the town became the owner in October 21. Hey, listen, I, I disagree with the findings. I do. I think he should have been charged with a crime. I don't know Tony Silva, other than the fact he would talk in the third person. Tony Silva did nothing wrong here. That's not what Tony Silva's all about. I'll play, um, I think Channel 12 would have the um, the sound of that, as a matter of fact. But no, the big local story. I mean, are we actually supposed to get excited about this stupid visit? Biden set to speak on climate change during his visit to Somerset. It is a total waste. You watch. I you watch, I predict something happens with feed, uh, heat exhaustion. He's normally not out in this type of heat. <clears throat> and it's going to be hot out there on the tarmac. He's traveling. I think it's a lot. If he can crash the bike doing a simple bike ride for, you know, 20 feet from here to there. Good luck in, in thinking. And and this also comes down to um, Sheldon Whitehouse. I'm so glad the the um, Wall Street Journal, they're always going after Sheldon Whitehouse. And rightfully so. Right? Sheldon White, Senator Whitehouse, who once he could not get a position on the Supreme Court, he's so angry about it that now he... Um, he just goes after the Supreme Court, and he's critical of the Supreme Court. So, <clears throat> always talking about dark money. Always talking about dark money. Here's the, the Biden administration. This was the Sheldon White House quote that appeared in the Wall Street Journal. With legislative options now closed, the president must act. It's time for executive beast mode. <clears throat> embarrassing such an overreach beats beast mode beast mode what is that even <clears throat> what an 
I want to just read some of the comments on this. Although it's probably a lot of his supporters. Agree. One thing I've learned, my time in politics, one of the parties is shameless. The other party cannot afford to be spineless. Beast mode is the only answer. All right, so it's all the, it's all the White House people going with that. I love the fact that the Wall Street Journal goes after Sheldon. Beast mode. Governor McKee's former chief of staff played very poor judgment, but committed no crimes. Yeah, and, and to McKee, this is a win. And they're saying, see, we told you didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, in his mind, that it's a win. Despite the fact he should have and could have been brought up on, on charges. <clears throat> So the media is all set up at Hillsgrove for, hey, that is interesting with the, um, they were all set up for the president's arrival. Um, everyone else is getting ready at Brayton Point for this speech. They're already in uh, position. He's already on his way. And then he'll land at Hillsgrove, folks. And then again, we'll, we'll bring it to you. As he's just going to clog the roads. And um, members of the Massachusetts congressional delegation on Air Force One heading to TF Green, traveling with the president, Senator Ed Markey, Senator Elizabeth Warren, Jake Oshenkloss, Bill Keating, Bruce Reed, assistant of the president, deputy chief of staff, Annie Tomasi, uh, oh, Corrine Jean Pierre, assistant of the press, press secretary. Uh, Ramundo's not part of this. I don't blame her. <clears throat> so they're all coming in. The president has left the White House for his trip to Somerset. Uh, governor spokesperson tells me today the attorney general confirmed what Governor McKee has said from the beginning. The governor had no involvement and no laws were broken. That's not what they said. That is not what they said. Governor McKee further stated no time was he asked and deceived. He didn't have to. He didn't have to intercede. That's just spin. That is exactly how they want to frame it. See, it's a win. No one's being arrested. So in other words, it's a win. That is not a win. Yeah, former chief of staff, but committed no crime. That's the way they judge it. Yeah, is he going to say the same thing about the FBI probe? Just the fact that, hey, no one's being charged, right? No, no, no crime. No one charged. That's the only thing that doesn't matter. The amount as uh, Nerona goes after him for tying up resources. Um, The uh, president motorcade arriving at TF Green Airport. He's expected to land around... 115, and then he's going to travel to Somerset. We'll carry it, though. Uh, we learned today's plane is a smaller aircraft rather than a larger Air Force One due to landing location in Warwick. So the Biden motorcade is on the tarmac, head of the arrival. So they're all there. <laughs> it's such a wasted trip. For what? What is accomplished by this? And how about the squad pretending um, 
The investigation by Attorney General Peter Narona's office concluded Anthony Silva, the former police chief of Cumberland, the governor's chief of staff, did not constitute a criminal violation of the state ethics code, although the report called that somewhat closer question. He absolutely did. <clears throat> so the motorcade is there to whisk the president off to his um, to Somerset of all places, for crying out loud. You'd think you'd try to get through uh, Air Force One departs and uh, departs Joint Base Andrews. President Biden traveling to Somerset to make a speech on climate change. There he goes. Yeah. So a president with the lowest approval ratings in modern times is going to be greeted by the least popular governor in the country. You know, it's only fitting. It's it's as you think of it, it's only fitting that Governor McKee does, in fact, go out and greet him. Hey, folks, this portion right now at 1235 on this Wednesday of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Propane Plus. Call them today in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. Propane Plus, heating and cooling, three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery and they keep, plan to keep serving you for a long time. Online billing, the ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. All customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. Automatic delivery can save customers as much as 30 cents per gallon. It's propane plus. You can also find them online. They have a very user-friendly uh, website. And it's propaneplus.com. You just type in your zip code. Propane P-R-O, Propane Plus, Propane Plus, Heating and Cooling. Folks, again, I strongly encourage you to visit the website, petro.com where you also, uh, we have great items available in the shop, merchandise. You can also, it's a good way to reach me directly. You can also advertise. If you ever miss a segment, you can um, click on radio show. It's all right there. Video, exclusive video, um, unique content you won't find anywhere else. And remember, petro.com, which is brought to you by Brood Awakenings. Hey, right now, we had a nice time at Brood Awakenings Warwick last Thursday. Stop it and see them. You have three locations, uh, Cherry Hill, Atwood Avenue, Johnston, and also the Brood Awakenings in Cranston. Then we were at the one at Bolt Hill Road. It was amazing um, the number of people. That had never been inside of Brood Awakenings. Their patio is so delightful. And it's comfortable. And there's fresh food. And there's free Wi-Fi. And there's frozen drinks. And they have a full bar. And uh, lunch or pizza. I had a delicious chicken quesadilla was great. Brood Awakenings. Uh, pop in and see them. And again, right now it is lunchtime. Fresh ingredients in a very cozy environment. So that is... um. Obviously, the big story of the day. I want to play um, the Channel 12 piece on on, on uh, Tony Silva. Hey, this is interesting. There's a report. CNN wants Morning Joe. That's interesting. New CNN boss and secret talks to poach Joe Scarborough to fix the network struggling morning show. Um, you know, they catch a lot of flack, but CNN has no morning show. So as much as Morning Joe doesn't really do that well, but that would be um, the man who made wants to bring the couple over to his new network. So the guy that ran Morning Joe, 
uh, or put them on the radar, is now running CNN. Uh, He joined MSNBC as executive producer in 2005, developed a close relationship with Joe Scarborough, and the two created Morning Joe. Uh, Stayed with MSNBC till 2011. CBS hired him. Following year, he launched CBS This Morning. When CBS hired him, he wanted to hire Joe and Mika to head up them instead of Gail King. They were into it, but they couldn't get out of the deal with NBC. Now he's pulling the same trick, starts his new job at CNN, wants to pull it off. It's unlikely he'll let them out of the contract. What it it ends up doing is just costing, uh, it makes Joe Scarborough a lot of money, and it's going to cost MSNBC. TV Insider said they're not shocked by the move. wants to build their own team. He was appointed the new boss in February. Jeff Zucker um, resigned. Um, Revamped the network, shape up the morning. Well, again, I don't, I got to admit, I don't flip to CNN in the morning. And I will. I'll, in the morning, I'll, ch- I'll check Morning Joe sometimes. I like some of the guests that they have on. If you like politics inside politics, it can be, um, it can be uh, for insiders in some way. It gets very detailed. And, and I don't like a lot of the fluff and nonsense of like Good Morning America and the Today Show. I can only watch both of those for like the first 20 minutes. Um, <clears throat> let's see. This is interesting. Citing recruiting woes, Army sheds 28,000 troops. Survey raises serious questions about the future of an all-volunteer force. You know, I think a lot of this stuff always seems to come out right around elections um, as they try to panic people that they're going to bring the draft back. I'm not convinced of that. And we're certainly not really we're not at war with anyone. How about the fact 17 members of Congress arrested and AOC faked being in handcuffs? She wasn't in handcuffs. See, these are the people I want to remind you, like the co-op collaborative. They they worship someone like AOC. She was faking being in handcuffs after arrest at the abortion right protests. She was mocked after she put her arms behind her back to imitate being handcuffed following her arrest. Was gently escorted away by Capitol Police after blocking the traffic. Kept up the charade after being restrained a few steps before raising her fist to supporters. She then crossed her wrist behind her back again in the fake handcuff position so if you saw it and looked at it she pretended to be in handcuffs when she was escorted from the supreme court she was actually not in handcuffs but if you look at the photo her hands are behind her back and a capitol police officer has his hand um on her arm so if you look at it it looks like she is handcuffed I like the people, uh, the Capitol Police must have put invisible handcuffs on AOC. What an absolute, I mean, joke. The members of the squad all being arrested. But AOC with the fake handcuffs. And even there's uh, that, she's that representative Omar. They all put their hands back. Several walking with their hands behind their back. To pretend that they were handcuffed. And there's also that Representative uh, Ayanna Presley um, released at 2.30, crowding, obstructing, and had to pay a $50 fine. (laughs) They did not use handcuffs on AOC.
How funny is that, folks? See, that's, you know, that I want to also remind people that AOC, she is the type that uh, Elizabeth Warren is going to be riding with Biden. Hey, that's that's the Democrat Party. That is AOC handcuffed. AOC Jesse Smollett. I love that story. Um, <laughs> purposely walking that way. What an absolute joke. She blew it when she raised her fist. Playing pretend, Tucker Carlson pokes fun at AOC firing her dramatic fake handcuff trade. I'll probably play that next hour. Shackled by police in a way that's never been done before. Imaginary shackles. Hey, that is the party, right? That's the Democrat Party of Dan McKee, of Mac. Oh, I think um, they're talking about it. I have some sound of this. They talked about it on, um, folks, good afternoon at 1243. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. I think we have some sound of this, of them talking about this on Fox. And they should be poking fun. She is a fraud about the fake handcuffs. They were dressed a certain way. Um, here we go. The rest of her nonsense, but it's always Republicans, the big evil Republicans. That sounds a little like one HRC, uh, right-wing conspiracy there, the Clinton here. Uh, a couple observations. One, aren't we in the middle of an historic heat wave? Why are AOC and Ilhan Omar wearing winter coats? It's hot out there. Like, I don't understand why they're dressed for, like, January. But the other observation, to everybody's point, to sort of summarize this here, AOC is the perfect congresswoman for the social media generation. Yep. She's vacuous, self-absorbed. Everything she does is for clicks and nothing she does is about representing the interests of her district in new york and that said how many times has she been back here to deal with the multitude of problems you know that's kind of like the david cicilline thing as well it's kind of like the david cicilline i think it goes on a little bit the only reason why she gets this attention is the media keeps covering things like this and she did if you look at it quick it looks like she was handcuffed but instead, she insisted on walking with her hands behind her back. I mean, what a Imagine joke. In, uh, in Vegas, and it's ridiculous. With the media perpetuating it, that's the yes. only reason that she gets this kind of attention. I mean, put this ABC tweet. We have it right here, Julie. I mean, they have the picture of Ilhan with her hands behind her back and AOC, and they act as if the cuffs were actually there. First of all, okay, first of all, they say that she got arrested. They took her aside without handcuffs and gave her a $50 fine. She didn't go to jail, so this was just a joke, and $50 to her is nothing. So this wasn't a real arrest. I mean, a real arrest is you actually get in the back of a cop car. How, how many times have you been in the back of a cop car? She was car. not going to jail. <laughs> she was so no. upset. She probably was. Oh, oh my God. God, some selfies I could take there. Yeah, exactly. But nonetheless, and the fact that uh, Ilhan is actually walking around, I, didn't, I hadn't seen that until yes. just now, yes. is disgusting. I mean, her hands are around her back and the cop's not touching her. I mean, what the heck? I, I, gotta, I find it funny that they, the squad now, they were pretending, because that's all they do is pretend, pretending that they were arrested and pretending, make-believe, invisible handcuffs. Here's uh, Tucker last night. Cortez and Ilhan Omar, both famous on Instagram, decided to block traffic in front of the Supreme Court. Famous on Instagram. Power blocking traffic. And that's when police officers did something they've never done before. 
Those mean cops put both Sandy Cortez and Ilan Omar in invisible handcuffs and led them away with their hands behind their back. You're seeing those images on the screen right now. Now, several media outlets picked up these images as proof that Sandy Cortez and Ilhan Omar are deeply oppressed. For Sandy Cortez, the trauma was real, totally, it was her lived experience. She was wearing a coat in 90 degree heat. It's just the latest harrowing tale of Sandy Cortez's tenure in Congress, her life since Boston University. You may recall that nearly a year and a half ago, she almost died. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez has given a harrowing account of her experience on January 6th. A harrowing, an emotional account of what happened to her during the Capitol riot. It's one of the most harrowing accounts so far. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, tell that harrowing story. The harrowing story of how she hid from attackers during the Capitol riot. Boom, boom, boom. Disclosing new harrowing details. <laughs> I like that. Um, <clears throat> I like the fact that they just point out. I mean, they that to me epitomizes exactly who they are. Hey, how about um, th- there's some various things going on. One is Tony Silva's pushing back on the the uh, Attorney General Narona report, saying he was treated unfairly and with political motivation. The mere suggestion by anyone that I had these conversations to gain an advantage is totally untrue and politically motivated. And then you have Governor McKee's person. And from the AG's report, there's no evidence Governor McKee had any involvement in advocating on behalf of Silver at this time. And Henry B. Chafee puts out, who will have the courage to write that story, (laughs) which is absolutely brilliant. I love that. That was the McKee thing. Who Who will have the courage to write that story when the dust settles and you come up empty? Who will have the, I repeat, when the dust settles and you come up empty, who will have the courage to write that story? (laughs) Matt Chief, Senior Communication Advisor to Governor McKee. So now they have silver on the sidelines. He's putting out, and from the AG's report, there's... um, no evidence that Governor McKee had any involvement in advocating on behalf of Silva. Governor McKee also put out, looking forward to whelping the president at the in Rhode Island. See you on the tarmac, POTUS, exclamation port, uh, point. Um, so some of his followers, lucky Rhode Island and lucky POTUS. How is that? Um, that's not how you spell ty- Titanic. You both have something in common. 38% approval rating. The comments are always funny. No thank you. Um, Make sure you tell him to resign. Two disgraces meeting in a a state to talk about solving climate change, which will never happen. (laughs) I like the the meme of Biden. Let's get ready to mumble. (laughs) He's got... The uh, he's they put his head on the you know the guy that does the wrestling thing. Um, so they were all excited about it though. Hmm. Let's see. All right, folks. Twelve forty nine. Let me just see what else. Um. So I I like so this is the McKee people fighting and pushing back 
on Attorney General Pina Narona. I think that's interesting. Just trying to, um, so Tony Silva and Governor McKee are now pushing back on Pina Narona saying that he showed poor judgment. I mean, come on, the report was very, very thorough about it. Very, very thorough. So now the two of them, you know, want to go after and just try to say, oh, this is this is just politics. I was treated unfairly and with political motivation. No, you didn't. All right, I'm going to play the Channel 12 story, just if they have Tony Silva saying the whole third person thing of Tony Silva. Folks, good afternoon at 1250. So, again, we're on till 2. Next hour is radio only, but don't miss it. We'll cover as... I'll give a play-by-play as President Biden lands at Green Airport, and we'll see whether or not if Governor McKee, if the governor's mother, if she also makes the trip, or maybe she's up in Bahaba. I don't know when they, or maybe they've always talked about, um, maybe they've always talked about, talked in that Kennedy style, right? The way the Kennedys would always... You know, um, you know, that whole manner of it's the New England Democrat, New England Irish Catholic uh, way that they would kind of fake it. it. When it really came out, when there was really bad impressions of um, very, very bad impressions of the Kennedys, like in a miniseries or something like that. And they would have someone talking like us, Jack and Bobby. Who's who's just, I want to see you. Oh, he works for Channel 6. What's his name? Yanni. Okay. He's on the tarmac at TF Green awaiting the arrival. Oh, oh, original ETA 115 now moved to 1250. Okay, so touching down in Warwick in just a few moments. So we're going to be following that. Oh, good. All right. I want to see if... Um, We'll monitor that then if, in fact, he could be pulling in a little bit early. And, um, oh, Senator Whitehouse is going to speak now at Brayton Point. Maybe we'll cover some of that. Pass that security screenings, getting ready to go live from Brayton Point. And they'll be live when he uh, comes into Warwick. So let me... um, let me just check this, folks. Right now it's 1252. And you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Let me see who might be, if anyone has gone live as of yet. I would imagine they would, right? Imagine the locals will go live from there. Um, we want to carry that. If, in fact, they do go live. Let me check this one. Um get that let's see I just want to see if uh, alright they may just have a camera there watch live coverage President Biden's arrival at TF Green so we'll stay with this to kind of monitor it follow it as it is a big day the President of the United States is going to be landing in Rhode Island and then he will be off until Brayton Point Okay, so, all right. I'll, I'll tap in. Oh, this is Channel 12. Hi, we are live here awaiting the president's arrival. He was originally scheduled to get here at 1.15. Now we know 
This is Shannon Heggie. We actually thought we just saw uh, Air Force One coming in. It was another plane, so they're clearing oh. out some of the uh, air traffic throughout the airport right now. We're actually staged at a tarmac not far from the TF Green uh, Fire Department. That's where they have the media staging area. We've been here since about uh, 8 o'clock this morning, along with members of Secret Service. Uh, they did a full sweep of all of our uh, gear it's and a big trucks. deal. Uh, that happened it is a big deal. of noon. Uh, the motorcade, which I don't know if, Ryan, you can get off in the distance over here. The motorcade arrived uh, around uh, 12.30, and that is about 10 or 12 state police vehicles, uh, SUVs, uh, all ready to take the president once he lands here at TF Green to Somerset to the former Brayton Point power plant. The president here to talk about climate change and the country's climate future. It was one of the four pillars of his campaign. He spoke about it in his inauguration speech, and he will be going to Somerset because great uh, point those two cooling towers you may remember came down in dramatic fashion uh, back in 2019 we carried it live for you on 12 news and uh, now that is a staging area for an offshore wind farm so very symbolic of the president's future goals for climate change in this country and for making investments in uh, the country's future he'll also be talking about the infrastructure bill that will be um, giving a lot of money over to Massachusetts for a number of things including electric charging vehicles for cars. Um, but again, we are waiting the president's arrival here at TF Green imminently. Um, again, originally it was scheduled for 1.15. Now it is scheduled to come in at 12.50. Now, the last time the president was here in Rhode Island or landed here in Rhode Island was back in uh, May of 2021. He came in at Quonset Airport and then traveled to Connecticut to give the commencement speech at the U.S. Coast Guard Academy's um, address there. Uh, we haven't seen him since then. The uh, Vice President Kamala Harris was also here about a year or two ago. Um, but again, we have the Secret Service um, all staged over here by the TF Green Fire Department. Um, again, the motorcade got here around 1230, and we are just waiting for the President's plane to come in. We also have a crew over in Somerset at the Brayton Point Power Plant awaiting his arrival. Um, and again, it's just a matter of clearing everything out and right, waiting for them so to just come in here at TF Green. Mike? Killing time a little sure, bit. We we'll keep an eye on, on that. At 12.56, now again, we'll cover it next hour. Next hour is radio only. I will be doing Facebook Live later uh, on this hot Wednesday. But it is big. And anything can happen with Biden. So we're going to monitor that and then bring it to you when we can. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show. Remember, if in case there's some kind of an emergency you have at Med Urgent Care, stop in and see them. Two locations. The next time there's an emergency and you need emergency care, check out at Med Urgent Care. 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston and also 5750 Post Road in East Greenwich, it's AtMed Urgent Care. And remember, it's fast, it's reliable, diagnostic treatment center. They provide comprehensive outpatient, uh, outpatient health care to individuals and families. Uh, AtMed, cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies. And they do it all. Walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, influenza, work-related injuries, and COVID has not gone away. If someone has COVID, they can zap you with the mononuclear antibody infusions at AtMed Urgent Care, 1524 Atwood Avenue in Johnston, and then also the East Greenwich location right across from Felicia's, 5750 Post Road, East Greenwich, 
It's at Med Urgent Care. Well, folks, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Again, it is a big deal. The president of the United States is coming. I think it is a wasted trip. So apparently Senator Sheldon Whitehouse is going to speak on climate change um, coming up. And we'll we'll, uh, cover some of that. I'm not sure how long or... The speaking program in, in Brayton Point. But we'll we'll stay with it as long as we can and give you a little bit of a play-by-play. Right now it's 1258, so we're going to be uh, coming up, breaking for the 1 o'clock news. They're at TF Green. They are waiting for the arrival of Air Force One. Um, and it's a smaller version, apparently, of Air Force One, a smaller version of that. So far, I want to give uh, Channel 12 seems to have a, a very good coverage on it. Uh, that doesn't mean that six in... 10 are not going to have coverage on it, uh, but right now, Channel 12, they seem to be putting um, a lot of effort into their coverage of it. So we'll cover that, and uh, they have Ted Nisi at Brayton Point and Mike Montecalvo's in studio. So let me see. The media is placed in the Tarmac viewing area, ready to, for Biden to touch down. So they are um, fully prepared for the president to arrive. I think that's interesting about the Tony Silva thing. Pushing um, pushing back on um, very interesting for Silva to be pushing back on the Attorney General Peter Narona. See, that's, you know, you don't cut somebody like that a break. Suddenly now they're pushing back. Suddenly now they're, they're pushing back. But the fact of the matter is um, he wasn't such a tough guy when he was under investigation. And I disagree. I think with the findings, they could have charged him. They absolutely could have charged him um, with the findings on this. So, again, folks, at 1258, I, how, you know, so now the whole focus is going to be on Biden and this climate change speech. Senator Whitehouse is those on hand uh, for the climate speech. I've not heard about Senator Reid there, Elizabeth Warren.